0: what's going on everybody welcome to the nightmares podcast where we talk about all things horror and we are exclusively having people from the horror community on the podcast exclusively so we've talked about movies music uh, pop culture and in this case some really awesome mask making um, and we finally have some as much as we love our, our zoom guests we finally got somebody in the studio um, uh, to agree to come out uh, which we always love um, and we'll get to that in just a second I'm with my partner Zachary Smith and of course, we have the awesome uh, Michael Gaston.
1: Mike, uh, if you wouldn't be so kind to introduce yourself and what you're all about. Well, my name's Mike. Um, I'm just uh, another part of the horror community, I guess you could say. I'm a spawn. I um, I'm the product of being made to watch a Nightmare on Elm Street at three years old, and in the 80s, I was born in 1981. I guess the next day I chased my brother around the house with steak knives taped to my fingers. I don't remember. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that happening. But one thing led to another, and I I loved the movie. I, I fell in love with horror right there. And um, I just get lost in the movies and started making my own Jason Masks as a kid. and. Uh, You know, it just started going from there, and the everlasting dream was to be, you know, practical effects, and artists in practical effects go and make, you know, Tom Savini practical effects, things like that, and practical effects from the 80s were always really true and hold a special place in my heart, you know, and that's, that, uh, I want to, I want to expand that and just make, make fun with it, I mean, that's something that people like to do, and it's just, it's, we're a 90s, I'm a 90s kid, an 80s kid, you know, and I, having grown into it, it just always been there, always been there. And then, um, you know, I mean, when, uh, things went down in the pandemic, you know, they, they, they had a lockdown They need you make masks, you got to wear masks. So I decided to take a Jason mask and cut it in half one day and, I uh, wore it to Walmart as a joke and, uh, well, not really the joke joke, but I wore it, you know, theatrically and somebody liked it, wanted it. So I marketed it myself. I went on eBay, um, for the first part of the lockdown that we were within the, our cri- criteria for memorabilia, horror memorabilia, we were within the top 10 of our criteria for, I was a good top seller for a minute and it got us kicked off, um, decided to go on Facebook marketing and Instagram and, you know, started focusing on who, what, where, who likes the horror stuff, getting out into the horror community. So I just started making stuff and people liked it so one thing led to another and we got sales and i just like my artwork being worn it practically so that to me as an artist is priceless more than any artist could ask for you're wearing my art on your face you're walking around you know you don't get more representation than your face people are tattooing their faces their bodies they're making their symbols they're 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 who they are what they are so why not accentuate from that that's why being a nerd, a horror nerd, and a sci-fi nerd, I grew up with Star Wars and Transformers and Predator movies and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm big into that. And, you know, it's all a big mash in my head. So why not make a multiverse of Jason? You see a lot of artists making Jason masks. They, you know, they, they make, it's a hot commodity. You, you know, you see many different types of Jason masks everywhere. But for me as an artist, I like to, but in a different multiverse. What if Jason did this? What if this happened? Or not everybody likes Jason, so not even everybody that likes Jason will like the masks if you find something that they like and apply it into the mask. So I'm yakking away, but that's me, and I just love art. And <laughs>
0: hey, whack away, brother! The um, uh, so uh, and then um, uh, the name of your company um is I've written on a bunch of this merch um that's right here. But uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling the good people
1: uh, the name of your organization, fourteen twenty eight Nightmare Studios. Um, we are nationwide. I have a mask in every state and Canada. Um, multiple masks in every state and Canada I actually have residuals and. Uh, customers to come back. But it's all about the artwork. It's if you put out a good product, you put out your artwork and having sharing the same love that, that they others the others that you find in the community that love the same thing. It's just it's all great and fun, so
0: that, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, um, uh, you know, we have a tradition on on Nightmare's podcast, and you kind of already um, uh, you know, skipped a little bit ahead, which is great. Mm. Um, uh, you know, is when did horror enter your life, and when mm-hmm. did the bloody journey start? But you said you were watching, uh, Friday the Thirteenth at the age of two, so I'm curious how that all went down. <laughs> were, were your parents fans of of horror movies, or how did that all uh, you know, work in?
1: Well, I was one of those kids that didn't didn't wear knee pads and rode their BMXs outside and used to make their own jump, you know, their own ramps and, you know, <laughs> go into your dad's toolbox and then he'd yell at you for using his tools, but hey, look, I made a ramp, I skinned my knee, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Being that kind of kid, I just, you know, kind of threw in gun-ho at it, you know, and uh just rolled with it,
0: you know, nice, nice. The, um, uh, so, um, uh, so obviously it started, the journey started with, you know, Fred the 13th, but, you know, as you were growing up, you know, what are some other things that kind of came into, into play? Um, uh, you know, as you, you know, it, it, it always starts as like a one type of movie, you know, but it eventually builds into a fandom. So sure. you know, when did that, you know, fandom start to, you know, really take hold from a you know, an overall horror perspective.
1: You know, I think it for me it was it was watching Up All Night with 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 uh, Gilbert Godfrey on USA and and watching, you know, Up All Night with Rhonda or whoever it would be, you know, Joe Bob Briggs. I'd watch Joe Bob Briggs with my dad, you know, he'd be sitting there with a Paps Ribbon and we'd watch, you know, old Mad Max would come on or something Texas Chainsaw Massacre would come on. And I got sucked into it, fell in love with it immediately. So I guess you could say, being the '80s kid in that rough area, my parents allowed that horror movie genre into into my life. You know, introduced me to Terminator. I'm watching Terminator at three or four years old. I'm like, this is scary, but I love it. And it terrified the hell out of me watching the endoskeleton in the end when Linda Hamilton's getting chased after Reese is getting blown. Oh my God, that's a lot for a kid to have to wrap their head around it. very young age
0: so (laughs) i love that you had a similar upbringing to zach um uh, zach was uh you know running the whole gamut just the same
1: yeah i was
2: raised on schwarzenegger and pinhead hellraiser like predator is my religion
0: the um it's 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 very it's serious business the um uh, the dude's got a giant like predator thing above his bed so i mean like it's it's all it's all predator it's business it's all business the um uh, which is fantastic the um uh so um you know, were, was your family a big or big horror fans as well? Like, or did you just kind of just rock it solo? You know, how did that work out?
1: You could say I'm the oddball of the bunch, but my parents weren't really like, hey, do this, or they didn't have like a poster of some horror movie. They weren't really into that. They they were your average everyday mom and pop. You know, they would work, they'd come home, we would watch the news, we would do dinners and but then on Friday nights we would go to the movie stores and we would rent our VHSs and we would go and get a couple of love stories for Mom. We'd get Speed or something, you know, Keanu Reeves, and then we'd get we'd get like Terminator just because you know the, the old copies that we would have would be worn out, so we would need a new version. So. It, it, we would always watch a variety of stuff, so there was never no no this or that. But, I mean, they were, all, they were Trekkies. They loved the Star Trek genre. I grew up, in, and I love Star Trek, but I love Star Wars. I'm a, I'm more of a Star Wars fan, but I love sci-fi, and I love the horror. So I, I guess we've had it all at the same time, kind of
2: right. in
1: a mix of everything. It was no just horror. I just kind of developed it on my own. I guess you could thank my brother. I have an older brother that, that made me watch the movie, and... You know, I, maybe maybe I just uh, I, I had been traumatized or something hmm. and thought I was Freddy for a minute. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the um, uh, you know,
0: a lot. I think a lot of people of that same era, you know, uh, did the same thing of having the butter knives and yeah. pretending that they were Freddy. The um, it's definitely a uh, popular thing that we hear about. Um, uh, so, and then as you grew up, I'm sure that you you found some other horror movies yourself and. And, you know, and started to develop a fandom, you know, were you, um, you know, you joked about being part of that generation, you know, that skinned your knees and everything else. Were you the big, um, blockbuster guy as well, you know, walking into them and, and discovering new stuff based on the artwork?
1: Well, my neighbors and I growing up, you know, I, we would always play games, you know, pretend I'm Jason, you're a counselor. I'm, we're going to chase each other around and we're going to pretend like you're dead when I stab at you and we're, <laughs> You know, we're, we're 11, 12 years old, and we just got done watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies and, you know, watching this and that, and we're going to go out. So it it was welcomed in that community, but I didn't know anybody else like me that liked to watch these movies on such a level and build the masks or make, make you know, something cool or, you know, make a horror corpse or a corpse or something for Halloween and just why are you putting so much time in it? Because I love it. It's fun. It's the gore or the element of horror, I guess. It's
0: so Halloween was a big it was it was a pretty decent deal Halloween to you was up. a big
1: deal Halloween was always good and big in the family Christmas was my mom's favorite of course but Halloween was always uh, you know decorated with the with your cheesy vampires in the windows and you know the 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 jack o lanterns that are in in your front door and things like that so it was it was it was always welcomed
0: Nice, nice. very picture-esque, you know, um, picture-esque, that's the word I was looking for. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Those
1: those cheesy ghosts, and you get the ghost, the vampire, and then you get a witch. Absolutely. They come in like a three-pack, sometimes cardboard, (laughs) cardboard.
0: um, It's amazing what you do with cutouts and a little bit of light. um, uh, That's all you need. The um, that's awesome though. you' normal kids are playing cops and robbers and freeze tag. You're playing. Let's let's uh, let me play Jason and you play the cap counselor there.
1: Yeah, I was a weirdo like that. My friends would get together, want to play tackle outside. I'm like, let's play tackle. Only I'm gonna have a machete in my hand or something like a fake machete, and we're gonna. I'm gonna have a mask on. And you guys can run, you know. So that I was sounds never like a lot sports. of fun. <laughs> I was never into sports. I got into sports as a kid. I did a lot of running. And I, I love to watch certain sports. I like motocross. I like that kind of sports. I'm not into football. any of that. So for me, horror is my sport. So...
0: So you left your own devices and everything else. And actually, too, is I know that for us, you know, for Zach and me, you know, a big part of horror was uh, was all the video games growing up too. Like that was a big, that was a big deal. You know, the Resident Evils and the Turoks and, and all that stuff as well. So that was a huge part. I
1: got into a fist fight with somebody over Twisted Metal too my uh, sophomore year in high school because he uh, he had it. I knew he had it, and I I loved the game so much. My friends and I would play it for weekends straight. I would learn every single code. I mean, this is a PlayStation one, you know, we, we were ripping it up. I mean, Twister, Spectre, you know, and everybody's sweet tooth, you know, and it's just, I, I loved the game so much. And I'll admit I got into a new fist fight over that game because I had, my passion was so deep into, into that genre. Did somebody did somebody beat you in the game or what What happened no he had my game and he wouldn't give it back to me he <laughs> had the physical disc and i wanted it returned so we we literally got it i got suspended from school for it
0: hey so the um uh, the um
2: i feel like if anybody would have stole my games i would have beat the shit out of them too yeah. games were my life they were that's
1: what we had we didn't have our cell phones we didn't have what a lot of kids have today we no. had what we held dear our game boys our game gears you know, Sega games.
0: Yeah, that's why I used to drive me insane when I used to go into like friends' houses and then, you know, begging the, you know, more of the PlayStation Xbox area with the CDs and they would have the fucking things just like laying out like like literally all out and i'm like i like, like what the fuck are you doing the um uh, like put it back in its case it's gonna get scratched like uh wait, what's better with you and they're like man or whatever and i'm like i hate you so much yeah. <laughs> stop doing that those things are worth 50 or 60 dollars and that was in you know
1: 1999 and 2000 yeah. so you know get your shit together bro i have an unopened uh Aliens vs. Predator before they made any of the movies. And they had their highlight of their toy line back in there. And I have the alien and the predator with the alien. And he's kind of doing this. And then the predators. uh, I want to say they used the Predator 2 version when they started doing the branching out of the comic books. With that, and it's bent to all oh, hell, and the card is completely yellow. It's bent, it's torn. I'm like, but I still refuse to take it out of the box. And I'm like, I have doubles. I'm like, I should probably just take it out. It's dying. It's it's crawling out of the box at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the um...
2: I remember when I first discovered that A V P was actually a thing as a kid. That was one of the most mind blowing things to me. It's just like, holy shit. <laughs> the
0: um uh, I remember enjoying the movie, the first one, and then the second one was, was awful. The um uh, the second movie was terrible. You're
2: wrong. The second one is amazing.
0: The second one is terrible. Amazing. The, yeah, whatever. The um kill yourself. They fuck off. The um <laughs> the
2: the, of predator too?
0: Yeah, no oh. A V P Part Two. Oh. The, uh, oh,
2: I thought you were talking
0: no! about Predator Two. Yeah. No, well, no Predator Predator Two is fun. Uh, Predator's a good uh, Predator
2: Two is a good time. Look, A V P Two is good if you watch the Predator Cup, where it's only yeah, following it's, Wolf.
0: Yeah, the um opposed to the other teen drama that's going on in that fucking movie, uh, like it's worse than like the worst episode of like Gossip Girl meets A V P. It's t- Terrible. The uh, no, no, yeah, no. Predator Two is great. The um, uh, Predator Two is a lot of fun. The um, it was just different enough from the first one, um, uh, you know, to make it something interesting and unique. No, I loved it. The um, uh, Danny Glover's great in it. I think he's very underrated actually in that movie. Yeah. The um, so anyway, so um, you know, when did um. You know, obviously you're a massive fan of horror. So um, when did like artwork start to come in? Like, you know, I know you mentioned it earlier, you know, the pandemic hit and you kind of started making masks. But this had to have started earlier, you know, because as I talked to a lot of people, um, you know, that we interview, you know, a lot of people are horror fans. Yeah. They, but not not everybody goes and does something creative right. with their fandom. So I wonder
1: where that kind of like intersected. I started drawing. I've been drawing my whole life. That's really where it's at. I'm an artist. I I like drawing and painting. I started I take art classes in school. I took art and painting classes in school and high school. And, you know, I wanted to go to the Art Institute. Didn't happen. One thing led to another. But my dream is still there. So I've always been into that. And like I said, practical effects and seeing you know seeing what's behind the camera has always been more intriguing to me than CGI mm. because some of the old practicality and practical effects are more executed way better than any a lot of stuff. I mean there's just a lot of stuff that you can do today to completely blow away, but I maybe it's because I'm a 90s kid i you know and i just i've always been drawing and, and fiddling with with things and taking things apart and you know i'm a gearhead so to speak not like a mechanic but I, i'm a gadget guy i like you know i like the tech the tech tech stuff you know i always grew up with that stuff taking things apart finding out how it ticks you know so i've you know i build Freddy gloves i build freddie nightmare on elm street you know freddie Krueger gloves part of my gig um because I, I work with metal and sheet metal, so I built a power glove at one time for a customer, the Freddie Stead power glove that lights up, nice. and, you know, and, and having, you know, d- done a lot of home theater growing up, so I integrated that with it, but I guess, you know, just as an artist, I've always been into the drawing and aspect of it, but you, using those likes and, you know, and bringing them together and trying to, you know, cooperate and get those skills together and... Build something with it, you know. In my mind, I can make a Freddy glove. Anyone can make a Jason mask. You can paint a mask and sell it and make a dollar. To make a Freddy glove and to put your passion in it, you're gonna die. We're all gonna die. That glove's gonna be there after you go. The plastic may last; it'll be there. But this is metal. This is something that's outlasting you. You know, you're something of a legacy, so to speak. You know, and it's with the masks, of course. Not to put any of that down by any means, any stretch. But for me, as an artist, to make something out of nothing and and have it go on with my idea after I go, that's, that's again, priceless mm-hmm. as an artist. So it's hard to say where it started. And like I said, I've been drawing my whole life. I'll still once in a while pick up a pen and I'll doodle and I'll do this. I have to because I have to get somewhere to get somewhere else and I'll draw and get an idea down and jot it down and that's where I'll get a spark of something and you know, I don't, just don't focus on the drawing. It's more painting in my masks. And it's the passion really that, that I'll put my feelings into. I get lost. I'll put on a horror movie in the eighties and I'll put it on Pluto TV or whatever. And I'll put on, I'll let it play the ads and I'm in the background, but I will like, I got Dawn of the Dead going on. I'm like, man, I can work with this. I got, I got Dawn of the Dead. I got Day of the Dead. I got all these great old movies on. I just let them ride. I just, and, and I get lost in these movies. I'll, I'll, I I think about the, the, the characters in the films. You try to relate to them. I'll find elements in these films that you relate to. A near-death experience. I brushed death more than enough times, and you know, the next man is just as equal, or, and you don't want to think about that. So I have the passion. I put it into the artwork of uh, of my feelings, really. So just like an artist with a brush, you know, they want to put their passion into it. I try to do it with the masks or my gloves. Or any of my merchandise. Okay. Merchandise,
0: absolutely. The um, and, and, and I know Zach and I can both relate to that. You know, being um, you know uh, filmmakers, you know, um, in in many different aspects. So that's that's really cool. You know, you you mentioned. Um, Something about practical effects and like and how you were always a big fan. Sure. You know, where did that when did that start? Like, you know, did you watch it like a behind the scenes when you know? It when was you were watching. Younger?
1: It was watching James Cameron's movie. It was watching the Abyss or watching you know Leviathan or any of those old. The thing, obviously, the thing is one sure. of the all time practical effects tale stands today. Nox, the thing that the return to reboot it didn't stand anywhere near the original. And it, it's just you know. There's no real, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that, really. Okay, fair enough. They, really.
0: You know, is there any um, any movie besides the ones you mentioned that really inspired you um, from a practical effects or really like, you know, you went, holy shit, I want to, you know, that's really cool. What, what, I want to find out more about that. The, um uh, the uh, maybe when you were it you
1: was I it, I sing in the cake it was when Glenn got sucked into the bed in the first nightmare down Elm street yeah. and then learning <laughs> that that was an upside down room like oh my God because as a kid you don't see that how do they do that? they're just mind blowing this bed spewing out and that wasn't even a quarter amount of blood that they had recorded, but then PAA cut everything down to such a minuscule hacked cut and floor level that we're left with what we like, what we have. but what what those movies are given today's gore is on such such a stellar level but you have all these old movies that have some some of these movies don't, don't even have any blood in them but it's the acting it's the practical effects it's the suspense that really gets you you know and it's sometimes that effect will get you more than blood splashing on a wall or dumping from a ceiling but when you have all those in, 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 in the mix, like the writing of Wes Craven, and then you incorporate those practical effects. I mean, that was state-of-the-art of the art. its time to have a room like that, a rotating room. And they used that room even today. I mean, they've used it on so many films that, um, so they just seeing that and just all those ingredients, seeing that and seeing the abyss and seeing like Terminator 2 and watching the making of Terminator 2 really got me into that and.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. The um, uh, no, I I fucking love that, and you know, it's it's kind of an interesting. You know, I, I've had this conversation with Zach. I've had this conversation with Vinny. I've had this conversation with my fiance just about how you know horror from a from a from you know the visual effects side of things and this has kind of gone downhill in a lot of ways. Because, you know, because their reliance on CGI so much
1: CGI and found footage and a lot of rehashed ideas, they're trying to take one's lightning in a bottle and try to recreate that lightning in a bottle. And sometimes it's a hit or a miss. There are times you got to give them credit. Sometimes they have movies that are better than the original. You got to give them that
0: like yeah like what, what what's one that you think
1: They um there might be uh the, the... i think i'd be shooting myself in the foot if i were to go down that route. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the um uh oh, come on we're all friends here The
1: um uh the, you know what that's that's you know
0: that's that might be a, a topic for another day you know um remakes and bit well you know the funny thing is the thing um yeah. the thing is it is a better remake that you know the, the one in the 80s is yeah. a better remake than the original
1: in the 50s right and that itself is a remake but it's a practical effects remake it's and, and, and even that it's still like you say it's not it's lightning in a bottle. yeah it's lightning know, in a bottle you know and, and I think
0: that you know and I think I've talked to this about a couple of people, but I think that and unfortunately this is a statement for movies and entertainment as a whole is that they're trying too hard to just rehash you know ideas of the past and, and in so many ways. Um, horror is the last line of defense against a decaying culture. Yeah. The um, uh, you know you, uh, the recent evidence is, is terrifier. Yeah, and also some great stuff that's coming out of a- other countries right now. The um uh, you know so. It, it's it's nice that this genre is fighting to 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 not make it all rehash. It has its examples, trust me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even the ones that that are rehashed. I mean, the most recent Halloween was actually very good. It was a rehash, but it was it was still very enjoyable.
1: We can throw Halloween into there from your previous question. I mean, seeing the scenes and all the suspenseful scenes and the approaching of Laurie and just where Michael came from and the shape that didn't even have a Michael name until the second film, they didn't even address him. It was just the shape. But watching those movies, the White Mask, I think that's what really, really got me into it. You know, because I love Michael just as much as I love Jason. I love Ghostface and, and Freddy and Pinhead, and they're all they're all brothers in the same melting pot of horror and absolutely. And even though Predator is a is a horror movie, that's it's a sci-fi, but it's a horror movie. In
0: in so many ways, the um uh, you know the the joke from uh, Honest Trailers is a movie so good you won't you'll forget that ninety percent of it is quietly staring at trees. <laughs> um, uh, the um, I uh, think it's, it's pretty fucking true. You know, I, I it's um, I, I'd love to you know um you know hear your opinion too about the you know the the evolution and maybe the artistry of masks in in horror movies because obviously this is your bread and butter so i'm curious you know like you know what are your th- thoughts on like you know some of these movies you know a uh, uh, that have come out in the years you know since then and kind of like where it started you know has it been you know have you gotten a chance to go back in the past and kind of like watch movies from you know like the the phantom of the opera you know we started with phantom of the opera and then went all the way up to You know, probably the most recent scream, you know, when it comes to the artistry of Mm -hmm. mask making. So I'm very curious on, you know, what some of your thoughts are and maybe what some of your favorites are on mask making and, you know, the masks of horror.
1: Uh, well, with originality, I mean, a lot of times people, and they say in like a construction area, you can only go with what the last guy did, but it's not in the same aspect with horror. I think that that that, that the artistry has, uh, has progressed, obviously, with the help of technology and seeing, you know, one's idea, seeing that greatness and not even breaking it, but making it better. Making it better, not 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 in a ruined Johnson Star Wars kind of way, Ooh. but we don't want to, and we don't even want to. But that's an example of what not to do. <laughs> to certain You things.
0: you are spe- at the right table. The, I, um, I know. I, I kind of thought you, it no, 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 you, you made already. me happy. Yeah, with yeah, that yeah you're at the right table on this one
1: <laughs> But then now you have not too. You you've got you have these these great these Godfathers. They made these movies, and you watch them, and you go back to them. And they're a lot of times better than what you see today in a lot of movies because yet they go through the current events of the time when they make a film. You're making a film with what you have then in there, and you're applying the scenario of the current event around. It gave you the idea, the spark of what happened. Well, there's a reason why vampires started. There's a truth to basis to almost a shred of truth to almost any idea, to anything of imagination, so the the idea I mean the practicality has and the artistry has gone so vast on such a level that that they can make with a phone they can make a movie now, but a lot of it is taking away the artistry from your from your from your individuality, I believe, whereas drawing something with your hand is a little bit different than an application that has an algorithm that's going to make something or an AI that's going to make something with your idea. So to have your, your hand moving that, you're doing that, to have that physical touch on that film is, is, is if you can still do that, that's still going to be a good track uh, for, for movies because if they venture away from all of that and get too far deep into that, it's going to be like watching the Avatar movies where it's just CGI, all CGI, all you see, and you really have to get lost in the movie to, to feel that CGI, as me as a person. As me as a person, like I couldn't get lost into the... I can get lost into an old Friday the 13th movie. You know, I love that stuff. I embrace it for for what it is. But again, I guess I don't... I just think it's just, it's only getting better in the industry. It's nothing has really gotten worse. There's ups and downs, sure. And we're having hiccups and we have this and that. But I think that ultimately it's only going to get better. Movies are... There are going to be some groundbreaking cinema that's going to come out. And it's gonna blow everybody away and it'll be the next it'll be the next Freddy or Jason. And you know, they tried with the hatchet, they tried with these and Ghostface is a lot of people love, and there's a lot of hate for Ghostface. I love Ghostface. I absolutely love Ghostface. I always
0: liked it too. I mean, I'm but I'm also a big fan of of the painting that it's kind of based on Edward Munch's The Scream. Oh yeah. So, you know, like I I I I like that whole style and mm-hmm. it's it's just mm-hmm. and, and and also too is it gets the point across that it's it's so generic it's unique
1: well here's the generic part part that it really gets in everybody's psyche with these movies like the terrifier and all of them because it's the white face it's the blank pale white face that comes at you that what's behind that white face they don't know but if they throw teeth in there they start doing that and it's whatever but if it's a blank white face like michael or a movie like that then you got more 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 fear it instills more fear into behind the eyes because you don't know what's behind those eyes
0: yeah, no, so, so you, almost to a, to a degree, you're, you're saying the simpler it is, the, yeah, the more terrifying Yeah, less is more, is.
1: less is more. When they have, and I haven't even seen the Terrifier U movies yet, I don't refuse to, but I, I, I'm i not, and then like clowns, I'll make clown masks, I'll make clown Jason masks, and you know, if somebody has a vision, sure, I used to watch the Bozo show growing up. Sure. I mean, I knew about the, you know, John Wayne Gacy were from Illinois, were yeah, were, of were the same genre. Yeah. But I never really got into clowns. So that that's, that's, I never really watched it. So, but with the Terrifier, they used the teeth and they used net that, that to me is not as terrifying as like a Michael Mask or Jason Mask and...
0: You know, There's something to be said about the simplicity of it. Simplicity
1: you know? is is an execution.
0: You know, I mean, what Michael Myers is a fucking bad William Shatner mask, you right? Know, they spray painted, you know, fish and so so and many white... people
1: don't even realize that that was the William Shatner mask.
0: The um, which is which is kind of you know kind of crazy. I know that they almost went with the Emmett Kelly mask, ironically enough. The uh, which would have been weird. The yeah. um, uh, the 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 frowning clown. But I think right. they they did something interesting with that. And and also too is you know to you know. And Jason's always been simple. I mean, he's a, you know the first time he had an actual legitimate mask was in Part Two, and it was a burlap sack. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get much more simple than that.
1: No, and then you have to understand also that they at the time when they made that, they weren't anticipating making a second film. They didn't know what to even do with it. All this stuff is so new to them at the time. They're getting money. They had a budget, and then now they got a more budget. They have a bigger budget to work with and new ideas. And I think that. They had the right chemistry at the right time when they made those films. Yeah. they made those actors. They had Richard Brooker. They had Ted White, and you know Kane Hodder rocked it out. You know they, and we all have the love hate. We wish that Kane Hodder battled Freddie. We all wish.
0: Mm, yeah, you know, that's a that's a that's a subject and everything else. Other
1: people want the new the, the the new guy the remake to battle.
0: Yeah, exactly. The um that's a that's always a sensitive subject. I don't know if you ever saw the show on on Shutter uh, Holliston. The um was it was like their comedy version. They actually had Kane out around, and they did a whole running joke about how he's trying to kill himself because he's too depressed about not going into Freddy versus oh, Jason. Man. It's really fucking
1: funny. I just met Kane and spoke with him. Um, we, my girlfriend and I went to Flashback Horror Convention in Chicago. Here, I got to meet, uh, got to meet Freddy and you know Robert. And it wasn't my first time meeting him. Like you know many horror you know fanatics that wait many hours in line of course. for five seconds. You know, but um, it was a lot of fun when I spoke with uh, when I spoke with Kane. though, he's he's telling me about uh, how seven was his favorite. And
0: uh, oh, nice. And and whatnot.
1: And then uh, but I'm meeting going to get my photo shoot with uh, with Freddie, with Robert Englund and then Ken. (laughs) I I didn't even acknowledge Ken's existence. (laughs) I didn't mean to because I love Jason. I love Freddie versus Jason. I guess when I see Robert Englund, I guess it's like I get that starstruck. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So I, I, I kind of walked up and I did my thing. I'm like, hey, he's like, he, he's like, I'm like, do you want to clash gloves? Do you want to clash gloves and do like a five, five, five? He's like, here, hold your, hold your glove up. Like, he's like, flare out those blades, flare out those blades. I'm like, I was like, <laughs> like, like, like he's teaching a bird how to fly. <laughs> It was like, you just flare out those blades. I'm like, alright, so bam. Oh, man. I'm like, Here we go. So we got a picture. And that, that was my golden moment. And then, and then walking away, she's like, did you even say anything? To I'm like, no. I'm like, that explains why he's holding his machete up in such such an awesome <laughs> way. It worked out. He's ignoring me, so I'm gonna... I'm I gonna felt go. bad. I'm like, well, we still got the picture though, so we... This experience <laughs> and, and going to horror content is really where it's at, because you feel the love from everybody else, and everybody's oh. always so nice. And we had Richard Brake as well, when he we met hill he's awesome awesome very nice guy. nice you know and we gotta gotta love
0: the, the you know we talk about this all the time but like i mean you know you gotta love the horror community the horror community is so you know so nice and accepting yeah. and willing to help and like you know when anything you ask them you know they're always they always have the attitude of 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 why not they um uh, hey you want to be on a podcast yeah why not sure, sure. they um uh, they always have a just a good disposition about them which is wonderfully ironic because they're fans of of you know deplorable things happening to other human beings sure you know but it's very fun to to see you know that type of you know community you know um you know what is you know um as you've been doing this business and everything else what has been your experience with going because i know we obviously met you at a con yeah so you know you know what has been your experience going as a merchant you know um to try to sell things and meet with the community
1: you know, like I said, I've been hawking masks and Freddy gloves for most of my life. I started making masks and gloves at such a young age. And, and you know, I think that uh, just just getting older and just doing it. Uh, what was your question? <laughs> like, the question
0: was, what's the experience like been at the cons themselves? You know, At the of-
1: cons, it, it was... Um, I was nervous my first time, you know. I mean, when I was trying to kick off my business and trying to get merchandise, I'd go to consignment shops. You know, like a lot of guys or people that are trying to sell their merchandise or artists to go to consignment shops. I'd go to tattoo parlors. You know, I'd find tattoo parlors that specialize in horror. I'd go to restaurants. You know, and be like, "Hey, you're, I like your place, your environment. You got you know, maybe? What do you think about having a little bit of extra stuff in there?" And you know, and word of mouth, and, and then then. Um, going into the cons though, I felt like, I felt like, um, I felt like I was in a good place. I felt like everybody's there to help each other out. And, um, like I said, I bought, I bought a koozie from another vendor, you know, <laughs> these koozies are great. And, uh, um, there's a real nervousness there. You just, you feel good. You feel good there. I mean, I, I had Ari Lehman, at, uh, he was at, at the con at that when we were at I think where you were there is that, that that con. Yes, I believe so. Yes. We stayed and watched the uh, the first Jason show and uh he was he was such a nice guy and just uh, seeing my merch like this is you, like this is you're the first Jason, this is you and that that, that 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 to me was was priceless to meet him but being at cons it, it's not it's I don't know what to say. It's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun to get involved with it and um just to do it to it and Time flies while you're there, you know. Plan on getting a table, maybe at flashback next year or for some other year. I mean, I've been trying to do it or, you know, hit or miss or don't really have enough product or whatever happens. But I find little venues or find what I find and I'll bring what I have and go from there. Just trying to get my name out there, really, and just expand my my love and share my love for horror with whomever... So. is willing to listen whoever's <laughs> willing to listen because like i said growing up i didn't find a lot of people that loved the horror movies i go to school and i my, you know public school and i had my my close friends and we'd have you know we'd play or watch you know these movies or whatnot but it wasn't like get together with a bunch of people like social media like facebook or instagram on, on such a level it is today so you can go in your phone now and just chat away or go to podcasts now it's it's gotten so big.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's 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 crazy, you know. To just, it, it, it's. I think one of our last pod, you know, podcast, we're talking about this. It just feels like family, like, yeah. you know, like being at those things and everybody's yeah. in the same mindset of, of things. Hey, you know, I, I do want to. I want to talk about some of the cool crap you got on this table, man. Some of the cool artwork. You got you got a Freddy glove, which I'm fucking stoked about. This is awesome, and it looks like they got some signatures on there.
1: Yeah, this is uh, Scott Robert's signature on there. <laughs> That this is God. This uh, is a part three, sort of, with a part four housing. So it's kind of like a design of a part four with a part three kind of look to it. You can't really say to what's what movie. Each movie had different looks, and then they started getting bigger as the movies progressed. The original one, they had a small glove. Second one, they used the same glove, and then it got stolen. A lot of people know that story. And then in part three, they wanted a bigger glove with shorter fingers and then four and so forth. But I just, I like to do, you know, my own thing. You know, this is my take on Freddy gloves. And I do, I use real knives. These are steak knives. And I nice. grind them down and they're braised on there. So it's not like they're soldered. I use a high temperature uh, braising and silver braising for the It'll last a while They make the clicky sounds. And <laughs> you scrape them on glass, it'll make the scrapey sound. It'll make the most frightening sound in the world. And uh, that's, that's having the practicality, you know, behind the artistry. You can sit there, and people just sit there and play with them. It's a novelty piece. It's a conversational piece. It's like uh, like the, the the documentary for the Love of the Glove, if you've ever heard of it. I have heard of it. I haven't had a
0: chance to see it, though.
1: Yeah, it's a great... It, it, I think it's... Uh, I think it's Robert England that even says it, that uh, it's, or somebody else, but he says, seamless piece of celluloid and in, in, in its timing for its 80s genre. And this, we are living in that time. And I feel, I feel, um, honored to be a part of this genre in this time in our lives to, uh, have, have this, have a touch on it. It's, it's a great feeling to be a part of.
0: Yeah, the, um, uh, you know, the ability to, to be a part of, you know, a, a greater community and, and give a contribution is really fucking cool. The um, I
2: like we, that.
1: We do events. We do as many events as we can. Like my uh, my 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 significant other works at a motorcycle shop, so we do a lot of community events for them. We do like trunk or treating when you know I would hand out candy and represent my business, and I'd put up my my um, you know my my stand with my business behind it, and I'd, I'd bring a couple masks and I'd give a couple away and whatnot. But we like to engage in community events as much as possible. Nice. Fundraisers and whatnot. If there's a fundraiser. We'll make a mask and donate it for it, and yeah, well, proceeds go to the good cause, so it's all good.
0: Nice, horror, horror for charity. The yeah. um, uh, and I, you got the box. Is the fundraiser box is 3D printed. The, the. makeup, uh, 3
1: configuration. Yes, the. the so Lamar- you did start
2: getting into 3D printing.
1: Well, I am a vendor. I actually take these. I have another vendor where I get these from. Okay, but they are 3D printed, and you could actually put something in the inside. Ooh. You could stash something in there use it as a stash box or your keys or whatnot but i I like to sit there and you know as a kid we always wanted one that, that worked or did something so I found one that actually separated and you can play with it and then now oh my god, I just opened up the box <laughs> oh shit <laughs> they uh but they, they, they go for fifty dollars and they're they're pretty hard. Like I've had this one for a few years now, so I've never broken it. This is my girlfriend won't let me. Is that printed on one. PLA? I'm not sure what it's printed on. This is hard. It's oh. hard. But it's Zach,
0: you can pick it up, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> He's a little scared no, to pick it no, over. right no, no, I just
2: I don't want to take anything without asking for it. Yeah, no, this feels nice, sturdy, and everything. I wonder what he like, what his print method was. It is
1: scale one to one. Uh, scale is three by three by three dimensions. Same with my my tattoo. I have the Hellraiser uh, tattoo. Oh, very nice. The box. They actually used the box for the uh, stenciling for. For the work on it, and I got Freddy versus Jason going on. Of course, there.
2: Yeah. Of that's course, a great but... sleeve. Thank you. you. Is it the entire arm?
1: Yeah, no, it's half the arm. I'm gonna get Michael okay. and Ghostface and go on with that but I love the the Lamont configuration I wish they would have made uh you know that Freddie versus That'd Jason cool. should have opened up in hell with talking yeah, to them. talking you know,
0: we can all dream we can all dream we the, can um, all dream I know all the all the different versions that were supposed to be it was supposed to be in the same universe I do know that you know they they had a whole scene worked out where they uh, were Freddie and Jason were in hell yeah and they had they were in a boxing ring and then um I think Ted Bundy was the referee mm-hmm. like it was a there was a whole idea and then all also, Freddie pissing into the Holy Grail um, uh, was one thing, and then also too, as I the one I loved that would have been really interesting was that um, Freddie went back in time and banged Jason's mom and became Jason's father. Now that's,
1: that's classic. <laughs> uh, that's taken it home right there. The
0: uh, and in more yeah, ways than is. one. <laughs> more ways than one. What else you got? You got? I got quite. A, you get a whole I box got of goodies. I
1: have stuff. I have. Um, this is actually I do burlap masks as well. Nice. Um, this is my this is my uh my sam my version of like a sam this is like a what if sam i watched trick or treat for the first time and you got sam
0: right behind you actually
1: for the first time and the sam unmasked when he looked as a kid and i just kind of i like tim burton stuff you know that's that was always inspiration hr geiger was always inspiration for me as well and um i just I, I i got some burlap but i figured why not expand it why not do more than just just uh jason masks you know, so I, I have a mold, and I have uh, a bunch of burlap, and there's some artist glue, and, you know, I'm still working on different different types of versions. I've sold a few of them, and uh, I have a few different versions. So this is actually an idea from somebody, too, so.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, that
2: looks great.
0: Yeah, that does look great. I, you know, burlap's always really cool and interesting got, to, to work one's
1: with. This like This is like a... Black Panther kind of. Yeah, yeah. Demonic Black Panther, so to speak. That's not really what I was going for. Really good take. When I make my masks, I don't go in with an intention unless it's driven with a vision from somebody. If I know what I'm going into, I will let the mask build itself. Mm. So I'll literally take my mold and I'll throw it on there and just start messing with it. Most of the time I'll have an idea and a basis, but I'll just wing it and I'll rivet them together as well and they stick together.
0: Nice. so so your process is a little bit more you know unless it's a specific request from a client right it's a little bit more of an organic kind of feel it to kind it. of
1: builds itself i need to go with what it's going for the same with the jason masks if somebody has a really large head i have to work with that i have to, <laughs> I have, to have a really small head and i've done that I, because i during the, the, the you know the pandemic and the lockdown i started making jason masks uh, half masks so i have a lot of Nintendo Jason masks, and then I've nice. got the the part four, the final chapter. This is my my mask, and I end up you you end up using, but uh, you know, and then you get visions like uh, like a part eight neon, part eight with D rings you know, and then like a jack-o'-lantern and here's the jack-o'-jason, you know. Nice. And, and these are all just visions. They just build themselves. And same with the gloves. Even the Freddy gloves, they'll build themselves. I go with the person. I try to tailor it to the person for their mask or their, their glove or, uh, you know, the costume or whatever they're trying to go for. Nice,
0: I know. Uh, Zach, what's your f- what? Um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth is your favorite.
1: Uh, part seven is my favorite. 7 is your favorite. Yeah. I like seven. Seven was my favorite growing up. That was, you know, that that was the introduction of Kane, really. As uh, and it was the one of the best versions of Jason that you could really get.
0: Oh, dude, Kane Hodder, yep. dude, is, is one of the best. Man, it it, al- it always will be. What else? What else? You got you got a lot of cool stuff here.
1: Yeah, I, I have some full size. Uh, some full size. You know your your Nintendo mask, a couple different versions yes. of it. You got one with the X mark coming out, and then uh, I got this one, kind of a Freddy vs Jason. I did last night. Actually, uh, let, me actually.
0: Say that, let me say this, I love this. They that uh, one's got. Uh, yeah, it's
1: awesome.
0: The uh,
1: the uh, fucking amen. I love it. They uh, it's awesome. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's here's my story with with my Chinese hawks and my replica hawks. I do replica molds while you're running replica. You can use replica in the terms as an artist if you think about it with, with certain things. Because in each movie, there was no same mask in the whole movie. They used 20 different masks. They got stunt masks. They got this and that. So you can replicate it to what it looks like in the movie. You can absolutely do that just by showing here's this and there's that. But you're not trying to replicate it to a T. You're using this is inspired of and this is replicated. So what I make are replications of my inspired versions. I'm not replicating the film. I'm not trying to make something that was screen used. This is how it appeared on the screen in certain aspects, whether your TV's brightness was turned up or contrast or whatever darkness. It's how I make it. If it's how I saw it in the movie, this is the way it it appears to be. So and I'll incorporate that with the the what if stuff. So
0: Nice, nice. The um, uh, so I, I'm assuming to you do requests.
1: I um, do request. requests. I do all kinds of requests, and that's most of the masks. Well, a lot of the masks that I have, and even the burlap, were all driven by customers' visions. I did a lot of blood splatter. I still do a lot of blood splatter, special effects blood paint that doesn't dry, stays wet looking. And when uh, on eBay during the height of it, um, I I'd get a lot of EMTs. And a lot of postal workers that want blood splatter on their masks. The postal workers want to go to house to house, they're wearing blood splattered masks. (laughs) And they they were big on it, and it worked out real well. And uh, it it was funny to see people's visions and what they had to come up with, what they came, you know, what they had for inspirations. And I did a lot of Joker masks. I do a lot of Joker Phoenix masks. That was a popular one. Um, But, you know, it just some people have the craziest ideas and you, you try to incorporate that and then they're either you're either close or you're nowhere near and even if you don't think it's the right idea you you know it's the money they're paying for that vision I'm like this is what you paid for I'm like I hope. <laughs> I hope we got it I close. I hope we were on the same level here because you, you this is what you asked for. So, the,
0: well, th- well, now, well, now I have to ask. I like had Bart what,
1: Simpson, a Bart Simpson uh, colored Jason mask. The guy wanted a bright Bart Simpson, bright, bright Bart Simpson color tone Jason mask and um, blood splatter uh, all over it, which is fine. But dripping blood, and I can't remember what else he wanted on it specifically, but it was not in any realm of normality of a jason mask like i i had a hard time working with making the color itself much less applying it to it but i mean the customer paid for it i made it happen i break Bring their and apparently I brought his vision to life, so and it oh. and it did work. So there you go. But That's good.
0: Uh, what are some other like uh like crazier requests that you have got or like you know, what's some of the craziest stuff that you've you've heard from customers? I know I asked the last couple of artists that we've had on, they've had some interesting stuff, so I'm I'm curious on on some stuff that crust you're like what I what do you want?
1: I've recently got a request for the dagger for the uh the evil dead dagger I keep getting from just one person I keep saying I don't have a mold for it I don't know how to make it every six months he's like can you get this match? can you get this knife can you make this I don't make knives I just don't do daggers I don't really I could get into it but it's not really where it's at for me so the the oddest um, the funniest I guess Tidbit is I had somebody in Beverly Hills. They had a request for a mask, and they and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic and lockdown, and they just started letting people back out. But you really have to social distance and wear the mask. So they had this lady. She wanted a a smiley face, but a very a very weird smiley face. I may actually have a picture of it in my portfolio. Oh, I'd love to uh, see this. But she wanted it to be like. Like a melting sad face, like scare the people away. And she said it worked. It actually helped. It helped keep uh, her, you know, whatever she was trying to do, social distance in Beverly Hills. Um, Yeah. So her goal was to scare the shit out of the people, which she succeeded. Yeah. and, And here's the thing is I'm a weirdo. So I get people that want masks that are like just dripping with ooze that they're glowing in the dark <laughs> nice and uh, so that's not to me that's not weird that's normal to me that's cool so i had there there it is ah, there, there it is, is right there nice and she she loved it she wanted it she wanted it uh just she's like, just make a smiley face just kind of weird It's kind of like a, i'm like okay so and then it was work that's It was her thing so uh we've uh i i really couldn't say what's weird you know because i mean i get clown masks that i make you know i've done then this is my first joker mask that i ever made and it's not quite this kind of joker but you know he wanted ha ha so i mean guess people wanting the writing all over it was kind of i didn't really want to put writing on a mask or anything but i you know we do a lot of uh any customer request anything to paint there. This is a this is a hydro dipped one that I did I actually did a hydro oh, nice. hydro dipped a mask, uh, messing around with. But we did a, this is a Peppa Pig <laughs> mask. That <somebody laughs> That's awesome, Peppa Pig. But here's the Bart Simpson. This is kind of as close to a Bart Simpson. That's that, interesting. But, and then the peppermint, I, I this is a hot seller on the website, people. Oh, Valentine's right. Day, it's the Bloody Valentine and the nice. peppermint mask, you know, and then I started messing around with metallics, and these are actually the first couple that I ever made back in, in 2019 of the half masks. And then I uh, did a couple of other ones, and people get some ideas, and, you know, I mean, I've you see a million different types of Jason masks, you know, and there's, there's a million people out there that do what I do, you know, you can make it. And I, I just, I I like to put my passion into it, just like most of the, any artist, you know, and try to make it the last. Now, my thing is I ordered, I ordered 500 Chinese masks in 2019 from an Alibaba site Mm -hmm. and they were not delivered to my house. They were actually delivered to Chicago in multiple locations I never got them. They got shipped to another area and they were good quality. They were good quality masks. So I had to haggle with the with the uh, with the merchant. I got it taken care of, but I had to change vendors. I had to buy, I had to wait a long period of time and the masks that I did get were not the same quality. So I had to go with what I had. So I'm stuck with 500 masks that I can't even return that are not of the quality and and from, because I went and made my, my decision of purchasing and, and you can get good masks that that are, that are out out, outsourced. You know, you can, and they were supposed to be 80 or a hundred gram, which is the weight is you want the thickness. You want good thick Jason masks. You don't want something real thin you can fold in your pocket. So I had to try to send them back. And then he finally, he, he, he refunded me and then I got it taken care of. But, at at that point it just kind of put me in a rut to where i got all these orders and now i have all these masks i got i have to make so i had to go and i buy a bunch of different masks and i'm trying to whip them together so then um uh, and finally we're back to where we are now and today and um i like to i just do the full masks i do the half masks and then uh also to make hands similar to like uh or like skull. This is a Dollar Tree skull. <laughs> this was a Dollar Tree skull, and I made these hands out of popsicle sticks. So not even that. Really? This is this is straws That's and awesome. uh, cat food container. Oh, nice cat food container.
0: My my my, my fiance loves to do that too. She she outfits a lot of things from the Dollar Tree and yeah. it, it makes them cool.
1: But this is trash that I took that it cost a dollar, and then it you know. The eyeballs I got from Dollar Tree, and I just shoved them. In. I, I, I shoved them from the inside, and I used expanded foam in the inside, and then a little bit of the special effects paint. So I sell these as well, and these uh, I just have them for the options. And then my next thing I'm going to be working on are uh, face huggers from alien the oh. hr guy the face huggers because i can make these hands why not be able to make something that has the tail portion yeah i, I love that you know that's hey, gonna be awesome
2: yeah.
0: yeah though that's absolutely gonna be awesome you know i had a question too is you know uh, um what do you think is like uh, something that is misunderstood about you know about the art of making masks The um that most people from the general public you know come to you or other people you talk to that, you know, that you're like, no, that's that's not how it works or, you know, anything of that nature.
1: You know, strangely, I don't really think that I have a problem with that because most of the people that ever really contact me for a mask or work, they know what they're getting themselves into. They know what they're looking for. And I just try to hear them out. They see what I have to offer. And if I have it, then cool. If they want something tweaked, I can make that happen. And uh, otherwise, I, I don't think that that's, you know. I never really had a problem with it. Usually they know what they want. I mean, outside of, you know, you get the oddballs once in a while that just want ha-ha on the face, just ha-ha, and they just want to say ha-ha on their face, and that's it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that, but that's what you want. (laughs) I'm not not going to argue with you. I'm like, if that's that's your vision, man, I encourage you to to do your vision. If you've got a quality, just like Doug Bradley says, you know, in Hellraiser, if you have a quality... and love that quality you know i i live on those lines it's lines of those movies that that are inspiration you think about that stuff you know these are qualities of people and you know it's just lines like that one-liners you know get to the chop or they just stick with you for your life they're just they then they help you oh yeah
0: the um uh you know i've come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass yeah i'm all and out, I'm all out of bubble, bubble gum, gum. The, um uh, yeah we just uh we just talked about that the um uh but um, you know, it's cool. It's cool how you've you know you've transitioned you know from being a horror fan to an artist, you know, and and really trying to put your staple on 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 the horror community and the horror genre as a whole.
1: I just uh, thank you, and you know, it's just um, the art is a release for me. Everybody has their vice. Everybody has the release. For me, I like drawing. Everybody has this or that. I like painting, making a mask, or you know, whatever else. It just Helps, helps aid or, you know, take care of that. So.
0: Nice. The, um and I'm sure it's been very appreciative to, 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 you know, go to the cons and go to other things and go on podcasts and be like, Oh my God, you, you guys, you guys like my shit.
1: My my girl my girlfriend on my way out here, she's like, Don't you got this, you'll be fine. I'm like, I'm not even nervous. I'm actually excited. I get to get a, a vest. I'm on my way out here, I had to stop and pick up a vest because I'm going to a Christmas party after this. Mm. But I'm like, I'm not even I'm 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 cool. I'm like I'm excited to meet these guys. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I watch their videos and I'm I'm hanging out with people that love the same thing that I do. So it's embracing, and that that to me is is cool. It's that's what that's living. That's living is is hanging out with people that share the same love that you do, and that's that's just a great thing,
2: dude. Thank you very much. That means a lot. Yeah,
0: we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. We we that <laughs> funny enough, Zach and I were you know we're talking and everything else, and we put a lot of work into these podcasts, and know and it's it's funny like you know we'll get a, we'll go a day you know a couple weeks, and we'd be like oh man, this is you know, this is not working, this is exhausting, this is not and then like the entire day we've had nothing but amazing guests. you get
1: that that writer's block or yeah, that yeah. whatever they call it for the artist or whatever yeah. whatever genre or niche you you, you chose. Yeah. You know, you make that yours and that's everybody gets that. And you need that little kick once in a while because I'll get somewhere and I'll be like, I don't even know what to do on this mask. I don't know what else to do on this mask. It's or this glove. But and then you get that, that, that writer's block or whatever, but you get that motivation and you snap out of it and you're like boom and then, and then you get that fire and then and it just keeps going.
0: And and I'm so glad we have a community that, that like that constantly just re yeah. re adds to the fire. It makes mm-hmm. it so much easier. They
1: have that new Friday the thirteenth movie coming out of that the, the new uh Peacock series coming out, the prequel? Yeah, I, I have concerns. I just found out about it, so, so I'm kind of
2: do you know Excited. what A twenty four is by any <laughs> <Jesus> chance? <Christ. laughs>
0: the um A twenty four the 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 company that did Midsummer and Ghost Story and all those horror yes. movies. The, um, they they're
1: they're doing it. I think so. <laughs> He'll get over it. The um uh, I hear he, Peacock and I'm thinking it's gonna be like a WB movie. The <laughs> WB. I'll
2: just I'll
0: take WB over over not over that A24. anyway. Not the A
2: twenty four. Not what my jason No.
0: <laughs> what were you gonna no. ask? what were we gonna ask before you had an emotional
2: breakdown uh, d- i i don't even know just that it's about the horror community what
0: they exactly Later.
2: oh okay shit sorry about that um yeah no essentially like editing these podcasts week to week to week can get draining but again it's just like when we record them and we meet people mm-hmm. like you or just meet new people who are just like us it's like Bam! It's, that it's, spark, it's, it's a rallying that fire, car. it's revitalizing. It's great, and it—I, it, it's the community that keeps me going. It, it really is.
1: It's kind of why it was really hard to ask to answer if you could ask me like well, how I feel about cons when I go to cons when I'm selling my merch. For me, it's like throw and tell, and like you said, it's pumping. It's it's revitalizing. You got an extra life, you know. You just took a life token on a video <laughs> game or something. Yeah, you you got that energy, and you feel that energy, and when I. And we were at horror at uh flashback. I'm literally standing 10 feet from Lance Hendrickson. I'm not realizing it's him. He's smoking a cigarette outside. He's talking to somebody. And my girl's like, Hey, they think that's the, that's Bishop right there. I'm <laughs> like, Hey, that is Bishop. <laughs> He's smoking, but that's Bishop. And, uh, he, he, um, it's just you get this kick of energy, and it was great. It's just an awesome time. Well, it's speaking
2: of flash. So I'm I'm gonna tell a little story really quick. So before we finally brought the podcast up, we recorded like two over the course of this entire year, and I was just like, I have no idea if we're even gonna continue doing this. It's just it was a downhill spiral most of 2022, and then we go to flash black flashback 2022, and we're sitting there, we're meeting people, we're actually lining up guests, and we're sitting there. B- sitting there bullshitting with lawn james of the hsppa and we even mm-hmm. meet nick and it's just like yeah we'll come on your podcast and then bam it's just like one day of recording like this five seven podcasts and now we're going back week to week and ev- and every time we do this we're meeting new people having fun conversations and it's just like yeah this that I, I i needed that i mm-hmm. needed that that was one of the best things to have a of this year and i'm glad we got this podcast going up. i'm glad we're I'm meeting you, seeing all these cool things, and Fuck having yeah. conversations with all these wonderful and amazing people in this community. I love the horror community; it is the best community. All the other ones, I'm sure they're fine, but you ain't got nothing on us.
0: <laughs> no one said no. No one said
2: no. I asked a bunch of people.
0: No one said Yeah, yeah, of course. Come on. The um, uh, the um, and then and then on top of it, there. You know, as everybody was leaving and everything else, uh, you know, leaving the party. Oh yeah, I know, like like two other people that would love to do this. Like, let me give you their number. The um, okay, the um, uh, it, it's it's a it's a crazy thing, and it's it's very it's it's very nice to hear you from a very, you know, um uplifting sense to for you to be like, yeah, it's just it's just it's like going home, it's like going. To it really camp. is.
1: It is. I in my mind, you know, like I said, my girls like, oh, you got this. I'm like, I'm literally just gonna go and talk and hang out. Like, we're just gonna hang out. We're gonna talk about stuff that I make, and that to me is awesome. Is I don't want to hoop and holler about myself because I'm not that kind of guy. I want to make something that somebody else likes because it's something that they've already liked, not something of my vision. I want to bring their vision to life. And if their vision is similar to my vision, then let's hang out.
0: That's it's fucking dope. So I know you know too. Um, uh, so I know that uh, that, that well, we do have to keep time about you uh, getting to a party. So I'm gonna um, wrap this up with a um, I was do a question of the podcast. Sure. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I if you got to the end of the podcast, I'm sure you're familiar with it. Um, uh, just coming with a random question, and then we give the guest uh, an opportunity to go first, but they can pass if they so choose. I think this 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 one is pretty appropriate. Uh, what is your favorite um, horror movie mask? And or one that you think is deeply underrated.
1: Well, I think I sort of t- touched lightly on that uh, earlier with Michael. Uh, Michael Myers, you know, the element of the, the blank, less is more, kind of freaked the hell out of you, mystery. Um, I think that, that I want to say, you know. I'm going to say Michael, but I'm going to stretch it out there. And and I don't even know if this is applicable, but the alien from Alien, from H.R. Geiger's Alien, like that to me, like that's a person in there that freaked the hell out of me as a kid. I'm like, that's real. Like, wow. So that's probably one of my favorite. That and the Predator. Predator is really where it's at. Predator is always hardcore for me, too. I love this. I l We just got done watching the, the newest one and how they incorporated the gun with, with Danny Glover's gun. If that is the same gun, right? Fair enough. Speculative.
0: Yeah. the um, uh, how, about, how about you, Zach?
2: So my number one will forever and always be the Predator mask. If we want to go specifically, it'll be the Dark Blade Clan mask from Predator Concrete Jungle. It was an unlockable costume. It's okay. my favorite Predator clan. Um, close second, Friday the 13th Part 7. And a mask that I think is criminally underrated. This is from a video game. Have you ever played Spider-House?
1: I, I know of it.
2: Yeah, the terror mask from Splatterhouse. It's like a bone-themed Jason mask. Like in the first Splatterhouse and the original, like Turbo Graphics and Arcade. It's it's essentially a Jason mask, and then it kind of evolves. And by the third game, and especially the reboot, it's just this bone creature thing that's like covering your face, and it looks that really awesome. cool. Love that mask. Love the game Splatterhouse series. If you haven't played it, check it out. Very much worth it. Here's
1: another one. I just it just reminded me, and and it, this has always been darker. It had been in my heart as well as the Mad Max uh, Master Blaster. Yeah, the, yeah, no, for because real. it's like a Jason-esque mask. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's but, the
2: that's the same one that was on the cover of Part Five, right?
1: Yes, I, yeah. I want to say that that is the same mask that they used in the cover for Part Five: A New Beginning. Yeah, nice, nice. I love it. The um, I would, I would have to say,
0: um, definitely, um, Ghostface is up there for me. Love Uber Jason, um, uh, the that's definitely, and then I know it's 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 pretty much the same as you know, if not the the exact same as for the Thirteenth. But the mask from Manhunt is definitely up there for me. The cover, yeah, the cover, yeah, the um, uh, I I've always it was it was one of those things is. It was – seeing that cover was so striking to me. I'm like, I got to play this fucking game. Dude, yeah.
2: I, I remember seeing that cover as a kid, and I, it's the kind of the reason I didn't play it. I thought it was just like a generic like zombie game or monster game, and I was just – I don't know. I bypassed it for years until one year. My buddy just came – have you ever played this game? I don't know. It looked kind of cheap and generic. We're playing this now, and I'm like, why did I skip – this is so
1: fun. It's
0: a it's a it's a great great game and 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 Rockstar yeah. definitely definitely kicked some ass. I love
1: Rockstar games. Oh, yeah, yeah
0: the Rockstar works are fucking dope. Anyway, so um uh, so this is your opportunity to, to look directly into camera and tell the good people where they yeah, where they can find you and uh, you know all your social medias it's basically an opportunity for you to do a nice plug so the floor is yours sir at
1: 1428 nightmare studios you can find us on instagram at 1428 nightmare studio we'll find us because we had nightmare studios before and whatever we're also on Facebook. 1428 Nightmare Studios We also have our own domain 1428nightmarestudios.com We specialize in custom horror themed movie props, everything from horror Hellraiser boxes 3D printed Hellraiser boxes to handcrafted Freddy Krueger gloves as well as Jason Masks of your vision to the likeness of what you see in the film nice nice
0: thank you so much and then and i'll close this out thank you again uh for uh, checking out this episode of the night nightmares podcast you can find us anywhere where podcasts can be found on spotify uh youtube and um over on anchor as well and you can check us out on all of the different and he's playing around with ears. oh god i love it it's so good the um, uh, the, um and you can wave goodbye when we're ending this um and you, of course you can find us out on all uh, social medias um on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Slasher. and one Slasher. slasher exactly. And one last thing: the um, uh, the, uh, this is the most happy distraction I've ever been. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the um, and of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, it can be so awesome to stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on MHN. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time on the Nightmares Podcast. Bye, bye, guys. To the uh, to the wide the. Uh,
1: God,
2: I love that. Class. God, it was so good. <laughs>